0: Hallelujah. We want to just take this opportunity to welcome those watching on Christian.tv across the world. Somebody just shout out this morning. Say hello, world. And we're excited. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. Now, of course, you know, I've been preparing you even over the last few weeks talking about this thing called the year of release. Somebody say release. Now, uh, I'm going to give a very quick recap. Now, how many people uh, in in high school or in college or what have you, uh, uh, every time before you came to your final test or your final exam, uh, the teacher would always give you a week and they would call that review week. That was the time that you got the opportunity to review everything that they had taught you up into that quarter. The reason for that is that even though you may be very smart and very intellectual, statistics say that you only retain about 30 percent of the information that you hear. And so the purpose of the review lesson is to make sure that you take the exam and that you know the information you need to know to make sure the exam is successful are y'all with me so what I'm going to be doing today is and I'm just going to talk about it I'm going to talk about the year of release now you said Bishop what are you talking about and for those of you that you're hearing this for the first time the Bible declares uh, and we understand that the Bible is based off a Hebrew calendar say amen now, Hebrew calendar has four different beginnings. I'm going to talk about that later on. But in the Hebrew calendar, uh, the year changes and it doesn't change on December 31st. It changes this year on September 13th, which is this Thursday. Somebody say Thursday. Uh How watch things get ready to change for you right quick if you get it. Watch this, and so what God says is this: God says at the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debt. Now you'd have to know when zero was in order to understand when the next seven-year period of release would start. Are you with me? I'm taking you through mathematics. Amen. Can we go through mathematics right quick? Now, in the Hebrew calendar, we were in and we are in today, the year 5767. Write that down. 5767. However, on September 13th, something incredible happens. The year changes, and it changes to 5768. Now, 57 from what? Well, they're talking from Genesis, from the creation of man. They're talking about this. Now, watch this. 5768. It marks the beginning of the next seven year period of release that God talks about in Deuteronomy 15. Are y'all with me? Understand, Scripture says at the end of every seven years, that would be the eighth year. Not only that, but if you, if you simply calculate it, you'll find that the year 5768 is the next period of release. But so what does that have to do with me? How come I've never heard this in the Christian church before? Please understand, that is one of the reasons why the body of Christ walks around talking about the victory all day long, but half the people actually walk in the victory. Okay, ain't nobody going to say nothing. We shout and we holler and we scream on Sunday mornings and yet we leave and can't take none of that power that we got on Sunday with us. Uh, you walk into work late on Monday, but what happened to all that Holy Ghost power you experienced on Sunday? Okay, y'all like, okay, I'm going to have to, okay, I'm going to have to just warm it up a little bit. I'm going to tune it up. Tell somebody to say he going to tune it up. Watch this. God says this. God says that I ended last week. And if you weren't here last week, I encourage you to get last week's message. I ended last week talking about uh, your assignment. Somebody say my assignment. Now, your purpose, our purpose as believers in God is universal. And that purpose is found in Second Corinthians five. The Bible says that that purpose is that we reconcile the world back to Christ. You understand that? Has anybody ever played matchmaker for your friends? Wave at me. wait, at me. Anybody ever have friends break up and, and both of the, the man and the woman, they both call you to try to fix it? Mm. So so, so, you already got experience doing this thing of uh-huh, uh, uh, fixing stuff. God says, I need you to reconcile me back to the world that has left me. Well, so when did they know God? Well, the Bible says in Jeremiah that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you okay please understand that's why people will search their entire lives trying to find happiness and trying to find joy and they'll try a little this a little that a little this until they finally find jesus and when they find jesus they say wait a minute this is what i've been looking for my entire life somebody say i got him Uh, When you find Jesus, not religion, not form and fashion, but when you find Jesus, not when you find the church, but when you find Jesus, that's when you find that piece of you that you've been missing. Please understand, no man can fill that gap. No woman can fill that gap. I'm here to announce to you alcohol can't fill that gap. Sex can't fill that gap. Nothing can fill the gap because it was custom made for him. And it's just like a puzzle. You can try to fit other pieces in there, but if it ain't the right piece, it ain't going to fit. And not only will it not fit, but it won't make sense when you look at the puzzle from the top. But watch this. God says, God says, I need you to reconcile the world back to me. Now, uh, the church stopped and they stopped right there and said, well, the only way that people can be reconciled back to God is through the church. And I'm here to announce to you that that's not the truth. People can be reconciled to God, not only in the church, but outside the four walls of the church. If the church is staying in the church all day having church, then have a people that don't know God, go know God. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand. Please understand this. God has said, I have given you, I have set you in a job. I've set you in a specific place. I've given you a skill. I've given you a trade. And where I have placed you, that is where your ministry is. Because where you are located now, those are the people that you've got to reconcile back to me. And that's your purpose. Say purpose. But now watch this. I ended last week talking about your assignment. Say assignment. Now your assignment is what you've been elected to do. I told you last year, that, if, or last week rather, I said if you found what makes you different than other people, then you have found your assignment. See, other people don't decorate the way you decorate. So then that means you found your Assi- See, other folks, they cook fried chicken and you taste it like, ah, oh, that ain't got nothing on it. But then when you go in there and you fry it up real good, you say, wait a minute, th- this, is good, this is good eating. This better than Popeye's. So then in other words, you found your assignment. Why? Because it's what makes you different than other people. Is everybody with me today? I just got to set the foundation. Please understand there are skills that God gave you when he created you that Uh, pertain to your assignment see maybe you're called to be a talk show host and so that's why people open up to you and that's your assignment now the purpose is still to do what reconcile the world back to Christ but the way you do it is the assignment are y'all with me this morning Okay, because I need us to get this because people in the body of Christ, books are selling millions and 10 million and 50 million copies on how to find your purpose and how to do all that. And I'm here to tell you it's much more simple than people try to complicate it and make it to be. Please understand your purpose in life is to do one thing. But your assignment, God says, that's what's different for everybody. Now, uh, if you found what makes you different, and I'm going so because I want you to get it, if you found what makes you different than other people, then you found your assignment. I need to say this your assignment is never about you. Your assignment is always about other people. God is not interested in you, yourself, and I. <laughs> and I know that ain't right English, but you know what I'm saying. Your three favorite people, you know. God's not interested in just that. God says, My kingdom is bigger than just you. And when we understand as people that God says what I want to do is bigger than one person, it's bigger than one church, it's bigger than than one ministry, God says when you understand that then you can walk in your assignment. Somebody say assignment. Understand this. You flow naturally in what your assignment is even if you feel awkward about it. See, there are people that are assigned to be prayer warriors, and when they pray, things happen. And they may feel awkward about it, but God says, that's what I've assigned them to do. People may fear getting in front of groups. I remember for years, I feared getting in front of groups of people, and and, and now it's the exact opposite of that. Because it's what I was graced to do. Now, the word grace is the same word for favor. It's the same word for anointing. So please understand, if God says, I've anointed you to do something, he means I've graced you to do that. Please understand, that's why other people can do the job that you do and get stressed out about it, but you do it with no issues. Uh-huh. That's because you've been graced to do that. Somebody say, I'm graced, this. I'm graced to do this. Now, understand this. Are y'all still with me? Amen. Understand this. I ended last week saying this. I'm doing a review. Remember, this is getting ready for the test, so I'm doing a review. I ended last week saying, you need to find it. You need to know it. And what was the last one? You need to do it. Look at somebody and say, Find it. it. Know it. it. Do it. it. Understand this people are waiting on you to get into your assignment. Okay, I just said something right there. People are waiting on you to stop coming up with excuses for why you didn't do this and why you won't do that and how come you're not doing this. God says, listen, my anointing will teach you the things that you need to know. Who cares if you didn't go to college and get a degree to start a business? You don't need that degree. Please understand, God says, I'll teach you and I'll educate you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? Now, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Once you discover what the assignment is... Listen to me. You've got to start studying and researching it so that you can fulfill it. And so let me give you a very practical example. I know I'm taking my time today. Let me give you a practical example. You say God's called me to open up a pizza shop. Well, that's nice. But I'm here to tell you that if you stay in your prayer closet all day and don't go out and find no building and don't go look at no sauce and don't go research some dough. I'm here to tell you that you ain't gonna have no pizza shop. Okay, y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. Understand this. People in the body of Christ make things so spiritual. Well, I'm, just in, uh, I'm waiting on the Lord. And God says, well, I have already placed it on the inside of you. What exactly are you waiting on? Please understand. Can I make an announcement to you? Every prayer that you've ever prayed, God has already answered for you. Okay, I got to teach the church when to shout. That's when you shout. Everything you've ever said, Lord, please do this. God says, I've already done it. Watch this. But he answered you with a seed. I just said something. He did not send the pizza shop. He sent the information called the internet, and that's the way you find out how to do the pizza shop. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all got to get with me. Y'all got to me. Please understand. God says I've answered every prayer for you, and I've answered with a seed. You prayed for a godly spouse, and God sent you to classes so you can learn how to be nice to people. You don't even talk to nobody talking about I'm looking for a spouse. You're meaner than a junkyard dog. Somebody, I'm ready. I, Lord, I'm ready. I'm just waiting on you to send. I'm waiting on you to send it. You don't even know how to cook. Okay, ain't nobody wanna say nothing. Amen. And please understand, but does that mean I can't get married? No, that means you better learn some other ways. You better learn how to get good takeout deals. You ain't gotta know how to cook, you just gotta know how to get food on the table. Somebody uh, understand this though understand this once you know what your assignment is God says that is the answer to your prayer so you said Lord I want to be a millionaire God says great I'll give you a business idea I'm not going to give you the million dollars I'm going to give you the seed that you can take and cultivate and then turn that seed into something please understand uh, when God promised people children in scripture and he'd open their womb and allow them to be impregnated he would not put a full-grown baby in the womb he put a seed in the womb, and when he put the seed in the womb, it took nine months. Somebody say nine months. It took nine months, but while that baby was in there, that baby was growing. It was getting the nutrients that it needed. It was connected to an umbilical cord, and through that umbilical cord, nutrients came and information came, and it got its identity and its eye color, and all of that came from a seed. Somebody say a seed. Look, look at somebody next to you and tell them, you're a seed. Now, here's my question to you, though. My question is, what is it that we consistently allow to stop us from being productive? Y'all ain't saying nothing. What is it that we consistently allow from us being uh, productive? Listen to this. Please understand. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, matter of fact, flip over there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I just need to get the foundation laid. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure. Somebody say treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair we're persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body listen to this there are treasures that God placed on the inside of you Please understand. And what we've got to learn how to be able to do is how to call forth that treasure from out of us. So you're waiting on somebody else to come and write your ticket. And God says, I've placed the treasure on the inside of you for you to be able to write your own ticket. Please understand we are where we are in life because that's where we want to be. If oh y'all ain't saying nothing. If we wanted to be somewhere different, we would do different things to experience different results. You do know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting a different result. I'm here to announce to you that as we get ready to be embark on this year of release, God says, Whatever it is that I placed on the inside of you, you better call it out of you, and you gotta do it this year. Because if you don't Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Because if you don't do it when the water's stirred, God said, You'll have to wait a whole nother seven years before I revisit you. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. The man that was sitting next to the pool of Bethesda, every year for 38 years, he sat there and the water came and the angel stirred the water. And for 38 years, he came up with excuses for why he couldn't do it. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. And for 38 years, that man sat there broke, busted, disgusted, and sick, not because it was God's will, but because he wouldn't change. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, preach, Bishop. And so, since he would not change, he could not experience the revelation and the glory that God wanted him to experience in his life. Please understand, people of God, that we've got to learn how to be flexible. Stop being so rigid and you can't do this and you can't do that. And all please understand, that don't get nobody nowhere but by the pool for 38 years making excuses. Please understand, please understand, please understand that God, 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 when He gives us, He says there's treasure on the inside of you. The treasure is the business idea. The treasure is the invention. Now, you may be happy working for somebody else, paying their rent and paying their bills, but I believe I got some people that said, I'm a king and a priest and I need to own my own. Right. At least be the CEO. Yeah. You know, I must have been, yeah. Watch this. Watch this. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. God says, God says this to you. And for those of you that are thinking, oh, is this that prosperity gospel? No, this is the gospel. Please understand, a broke church can't change the world. Bible says in Psalms 118 that it's good that the church prospers so that we can build the kingdom. We can't build a building by faith. Okay. All right. Let me help you all Cause some of y'all, some of y'all just, okay, please understand. If you want a new car, you can't just go to the dealership and start speaking in tongues and putting the oil on the car and scaring all the dealership folk talking about this is mine. I know it's mine. God gave it to me. And yet you ain't done nothing to check your credit. God, I know this is mine. You've given it to me. I claim it by faith. Well, then you need to go do something. Go fill out a credit app. And if your credit ain't where it needs to be, you take that credit report. You're in and you say, wait a minute, we got to get this together. Okay, y'all ain't talking. Y'all ain't talking. Please understand, I can't go to a bank and say, well, you know, I understand what the bank account says, sir, but I'm just building it by faith. Sir, so I just trust in the Lord. The Lord's going to meet my needs. And he will meet my needs. But through wisdom. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? Through wisdom, nothing just happens. Look at somebody next to you and say, nothing just happens so now watch this watch this we've got this treasure that's on the inside of you please understand this uh uh, a second peter chapter uh uh, one and verse 10 i don't have time to go there but it says make your calling i talked about it last week make your calling and your election sure remember your calling is the purpose your election is your assignment he said make those things sure in other words he said make sure that you know this is what i told you to do and when you do this god says you will not stumble at anything anybody tired of stumbling Okay, y'all, they said anybody tired of going and making, it, it seems like every time you take one step, you get knocked back three steps? God says the reason is, is because you did not make your calling and your election sure. You're doing things because you somebody told you it was a good idea, but you didn't hear from God that that's what you were supposed to do. Okay. Y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand. I, I, I get bombarded uh, every week. Uh, you know, with, with, this is a good business idea. This is a good business idea. And there's lots of good business ideas out there. But I have to know that if God didn't tell me to do that, then that's not going to work for me. You may be on the picture magazine and making $3 million and all this, but if he didn't tell me to do that, then it's not going to work for me. People of God, that's the same way it works for us. Whatever your treasure is that God has placed on the inside of you, that's what God says, that's what I want you to go after, and that's what I want you to pursue, and that's what I want you to do. And God says, that's where your destiny is at. Please understand, there are women and men too in this place that have been so abused and battered in life. And please understand, the best way to get back at life and the best way to, 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 to make your enemies your footstool is to make the devil pay for what he put you through. Listen, so what you're talking about? All the hell you've been through and you ain't wrote no book yet? Okay, okay. Make him pay for it. Y'all are hearing what I'm saying? Make him pay for it. Okay. All right, okay. Amen. Preach, Bishop. All right, hallelujah. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. God says, God says this. God says, there's treasure in me. Say, there's treasure in me. Look at your neighbor and say, there's treasure in you. That treasure, God says, I've placed in you, and I placed it in you through your pain. There is no greater teacher than experience. You can tell somebody, please understand, when I was in business, business, I was going to school for business, and they taught business, I said, oh, that's nice, but I actually have done this, and I know that that's a theory that don't work. Are y'all with me? Please understand, say, there's treasure in me. Okay, now, now, understand this, now, understand this. Please understand. Uh, uh, God is saying this, God is saying, you've got to know what that treasure is, because when you know what that treasure is, the year of release will be effective for you. Watch this. September 13th ain't going to be nothing but another day for you unless you know where it is you're going. Okay, I just said something right there. Lord, Lord, give me a business. You ain't sat down at no computer to make no business plan. So you ain't going to get nothing in the year release, but frustrated. And then you're going to have to wait a whole another seven years. Okay, y'all understand that before he releases it again. I'm here to announce to you that any business idea that God has given you, any invention, anything, anything that God has spoken to you, this is the time and this is the season to break forth into it and do it. And you got to be able to step out on faith and say, I know what God told me to do and I'm going to do it and I don't care who don't think it's a good idea, what God told me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Please understand. I was. I. I, I like on Saturdays. I, I watch these shows where they remodel these houses and flip these houses. And one lady yesterday, she put lime green walls up and and purple walls. And and the realtor walked in and said, "Well, ain't nobody gonna buy this." And uh, and she said, "Listen, you don't understand. I don't have to impress everybody. I just need to impress the right somebody." See, you got to learn how to be you and not worry about trying to make yourself acceptable for everybody else. When you love yourself, it don't matter what nobody else got to say. And maybe you don't talk the way they talk and look the way they look and act the way they act. But when you know who you are, it don't matter what nobody else say because I am who God has made me to be. And if you don't like me, get to the curb. Listen to me, especially in dating relationships. Don't allow yourself to be molded and transformed and be made something that you not really. I I can remember. No, I ain't going to share that, but (laughs) I'm going to share it. Can I share it? These are my confessions. I got the confession. Uh, I can remember remember in years of dating, and I can remember years of dating, and and I would date, and and, and the women would, would change to be like what they thought I wanted them to be. The only problem is, is that's, when who, that's not who they were. And so they try to act all churchy. God bless you, good amen, hallelujah. And they try to act that and hold my books and all that kind of stuff and act all churchy. But the problem was is that after a few months of doing that, the real them finally came out. And then I found out that it was Freddy Krueger and Jason and, and chucking them up in there. But watch this, but watch this. Please understand, a chameleon knows when to camouflage itself. Please understand, there are people in your life that in this year of release, God is saying they need to get out of your life because if you hold on to them, God says, they're going to reveal who they really are to you. Can I I teach you something? Please understand, if you want to know where people's hearts are at, let them talk. Stop dominating all the conversations. Just, how you doing? And let them go. What you think about this? Let them go. Please understand, because out of the abundance of the heart, watch this, the mouth speaks. There was, I had to make some changes in ministry and release some people this past week and, 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 and watch this. And I didn't know what was in their heart until I stopped and let them speak. And then when they opened up their mouth, I found out that they had motives and that they didn't care about the people. They cared about themselves. And so I said, I can't have that foolishness up in this house because God's, bu- Y'all ain't saying nothing. God's building this house just like God is building your life. Let people speak. Look at somebody and say, let me talk. When you let people speak, they reveal to you everything that you need to know. And then you can make an informed decision. Stop making judgments on people after three minutes. You make permanent decisions from temporary locations. You you went to the store to get some milk, but you came home with the milkman. you make permanent decisions based off of temporary locations I'm here to announce to you that there was a reason why God never allowed the children of Israel to set up a permanent camp he only let them put up tents he never let them build houses he only let them build tents because God said I'm moving them to a new place I'm taking them to a new place in me and if you make permanent decisions off of temporary pressure you saw them and they was looking fine down there at the grocery store Okay, y'all ain't want to talk to me, uh, and so then you make your whole life decision. Yep, Lord, I noticed the one I ain't talk to him. Uh, please understand the, the eagles. I like the way the eagles date because the lady eagles, she'll drop a twig from, from down low, and, and then if he catches it, she said that's cool, but we ain't you know back up. It's dark outside. What you calling me for? She'll come a little higher, then she'll drop another twig. And then if he catches that, she says, okay, good, let's move a little higher. And then she'll get a bigger twig. And, and then she gets all the way up to the peak to where her nest is at. And then she drops the biggest twig that she can find. And the reason why she does that is because she says, I can't let you in my inner circle just yet until you prove that you're worthy to be and walk with me. I just said something right there. You let people get too close to you and find out too much information about you and some people ain't going to pray for you. Some people will try to sabotage you. You know, sister, so -so, you know what she's going through? Please understand, you got to learn how to walk with discernment. And you discern where people are at by, by giving them tests. Be, please understand. and when you give them tests and so she takes them up and she says okay now I'm going to take you to where my nest is at because where my nest is at that's where my children are and so I'm going to drop the biggest twig from up there because if you can catch this that means I know you'll be a good provider yeah. and that's how you got to do with people in your life people come for four reasons into your life and I'm here to announce to you all the reasons ain't good reasons they come to either add to you multiply you But then you got two other kinds of people that come to subtract from you and people that come to divide you. And when you realize and you peep game, you got to be able to say, wait a minute, I understand what you are. I like you. It's time for me to change my phone number. Y'all ain't talking to me because you allow people put stuff into you. When you call and your friends call you, if they're not calling you with edifying stuff to build you up and to say, you know what, you can do it, we can make it, you're gonna be able to, do it. if they're not calling you to edify you, I'm here to let you know they are robbing from you. And if you find the thief out, you ain't gotta pay sevenfold. But if you try to make excuses for the thief, let me just go here because I feel like preaching. Please understand, stop making excuses for people. Well, they just like that. They mean like that. They don't talk to people. No, you need to change. You talk about you love God. You can't be mean. Well, she, you know, she just like that. She don't really, you know, like crowds of people and that kind of stuff. That's why she don't say nothing to nobody. No, you, if you got the love of God in you, you ain't got no. you ain't got no problem being nice to folk. I didn't say you had to say hello. How you doing? Yeah, my name is. This. I didn't say you had to let your whole life out but please understand people know us by our love for one another does that make some sense and husbands and wives stop making excuses for your spouse well they just like that you know it's hot outside you know they ain't eight listen well they need to learn how to control themselves they grown okay let me just move on because i ain't getting no eight mans right through there listen to me i told you god responds with seeds listen The dawn of a new day starts at 12.01. Here's this though. Even though it's a new day, it's still dark outside. Even though the day has already shifted, it still looks dark outside. That's why the Bible says we got to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm here to announce to you that September 13th marks the beginning of your new day. Oh, I wish I had a church. And it marks the beginning of it because, and I'm going to talk to you about it in a minute. But please understand, even though it may look dark outside, God says, the new day is already started. Okay, watch this. And God says, in just a few hours, the sun will be coming over the mountains. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death and we shall fear no evil. You know why there's a shadow of death there? The shadow is being cast from the mountain. (laughs) <laughs> and the mountain is what God has told you to speak to he said speak to this mountain and say be removed and cast into the sea please understand when you feel like you're walking through one of the darkest periods in your life that's the greatest period in your life because that means the sun is eclipsing and the ma- <laughs> preach bishop amen hallelujah there are four days you want to take notes there are four days that mark the beginning of the year in the Hebrew Bible for different purposes, four days. Now, uh, um, uh, the first is in the month of Nissan. It's actually just like the car Nissan, uh, and it reflects in Exodus 12:2 when the Lord says, "This shall be the beginning of months to you." This is actually the the time period to where the children of Israel were making the exodus. That's the first day for that marks a new year. Are y'all with me? That's Easter for us, or if Resurrection Sunday, right? The second, which is when the year actually changes, which is what we're approaching on September 13th, it's the new year, it's the month of Tishri, you don't have to worry about all that, uh, uh, and it's called Rosh Hashanah, say Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. The third new year in the Hebrew calendar is the month we're in now, it's called the month of El Yul. it's the month for counting animal tithes, the fourth beginning of the new year. It's called Tu Bishvat, which is the 15th of Shavat, and it marks the new year for agricultural ties. Now, I gave you that information so that you could research it and so you know. Amen? Applied knowledge is power. Come on, class. All right? Are y'all with me? Now, uh, Rosh Hashanah, flip over to Leviticus chapter 23. I'm going to take you through this. I've got to move very quickly. I'm out of time. Leviticus chapter 23. Am I helping anybody so far? Said so, Bishop, how come I'm not hearing this nowhere else in the body of Christ? Because the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so people are going to walk into the season that God has ordained for them to step out by faith and do what He's called them to do and assigned them to do. And yet many people in the body of Christ will miss it simply because they didn't have the information. And that's the sad part. Leviticus 23, are you there? Now, I want to take you through a few things. I'm going to take you through this book of Leviticus 23 because I want you to see something. Because I hear somebody saying in their spirit, well, this sounds a lot like Old Testament to me. Remember, I talked a few weeks ago. There is out of the seven covenants made in Scripture. Not one of them is named the Old Covenant. And I want you to see this. Uh, Now, just before we read, forever means what? And so ever, forever, everlasting means. So it means it wouldn't end just because somebody put a page in the Bible that says this separates Malachi and Matthew. Okay, I just want to be sure. Leviticus 23, are you there? Uh, I just want to show you a few things. Go to verse 3. Uh, Verse three talks about six days work shall be done. The seventh day is a Sabbath. It is a holy rest. Uh, You shall do no work on it. It's a Sabbath uh, of the Lord in all your dwellings. Just write, and it's okay to write in your Bible, or if you write in a separate notepad, you do have a. But that verse three, that is talking about the Sabbath, which is Saturday. Uh, The the There is no such thing as the Christian Sabbath or the New Covenant Sabbath. There's one Sabbath, and it's Saturday. Amen. That's why Jewish people, they go to what's called Shabbat or a celebration service on Saturday. That is the Sabbath. I just helped somebody right there because somebody, somebody thought that Sunday was the new Sabbath. Uh, ain't no such thing as that. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, uh, I want you to go to verse number six. Well, I, I tell you what, go to verse number five. On the 14th day of the first month at twilight is the Lord's Passover. Uh, that is the beginning of... Of uh, the season that we would call Easter or resurrection time okay that represents see God is so awesome because that represents the death of Christ now verse number six in the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread to the Lord seven days you must eat no unleavened bread on the first day it goes down you should have a holy convocation that means a gathering that is talking about the burial of Christ are y'all still with me? Amen. Now, go down to verse number 12. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the sheaf, a male lamb of the first year without blemish, as a burnt offering to the Lord. That is called the day of first fruits. That is actually the day that Christ resurrected. Notice how it says the day after the Sabbath. Christ was resurrected on a Sunday. Are y'all with me? How many people You just learned something you never knew? Amen. Now. Uh, I want us to go on, uh, go down to verse number 16. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall observe a new grain offering uh, to the Lord. That is called the Feast of Weeks. It's what we call today the day of Pentecost or Shavuot. Are y'all with me? All right. And I want you to notice something uh, here, because uh, you may say, well, we don't have to do all this stuff anymore because that's the old covenant. I'm going to show you what God says about that, because if you can't get past that, then then this then this new year won't mean anything for you. Uh, Go down to verse uh, number twenty four. Uh, speak to the children of Israel saying in the seventh month. Now, that's counting from that month called Nisan, which is where we celebrate uh, pa- uh, the resurrection of Christ. And it says on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. This is called the Feast of Trumpets. And literally, it means the blowing of the shofar. Now, I'm going a, I'm to. A, I'm a, move through this real quick. I just want to make sure you get it. This is the time that we are entering in into the season called Rosh Hashanah. Are y'all with me? Okay, this isn't weird stuff. I want you to see that this is right out of the book. Go down to verse number 27. And the 10th day of the 7th month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall afflict your souls. That means you shall fast and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. That is what is called the day of atonement or Yom Kippur, which is on the 22nd of this month, September 22nd. All right, I'm going to tell you why all this stuff is important in just a minute. You ready? You ready? Now, uh, go down, go to verse, uh, go to verse number 14. Look at the end of it. It shall be a statute when? What say? Forever. Throughout your generations in all your dwellings. So we said that forever means? Forever. Okay, good. Now, skip down to verse number 21. Look at the end. It shall be a statute in all your, throughout your whole generation. Okay? Go to verse number 31. You shall do manner of work. It shall be a statute Forever throughout your generation and all your dwellings now let me just teach you real quick and I'm going to be done in just a minute Uh, the the Rosh Hashanah which is September 13th for us it is sometimes called the day of judgment or the day of remembrance it is because that is the anniversary of Adam's fall I just said something right there now watch this Uh, Adam had everything but he lost it the Bible says that the whole world was his he had dominion over it. Is that what the Bible says? That's what your Bible says? But listen to this. Uh, how many times has God given you what you prayed for and you neglected it and lost it? Okay, I just said something right there. You pray, Lord, give me a spouse, and you got one, and you don't treat her right. Okay. You're ain't going to say nothing. You say, Lord, give me a family, and yet you're never there with them. Okay. All right. Let me move on. Understand this. It is the anniversary of Adam's fall understand this Adam had the whole world but he gave it up for free he didn't even get nothing in return let me just teach you can I give you a quick business lesson if you ever give something up and never get anything in return for it uh, that's not good business amen that that was totally for free that's business school amen now following Rosh Hashanah, there is something called, I want you to take good notes because you may have not heard this before. I want you to take good notes because if we don't honor it the way God has instructed for us to honor it, this will be nothing but another spiritual year, another year for you. You won't know no difference. God says, following Rosh Hashanah, there are 10 days of what are called awe. A-W-E. 10 days of awe. Those 10 days were days of repentance for everything that happened last year. Are you with me? And in those 10 days of awe, let me tell you what you're supposed to do. This is the season. That's why many of your relationships have maybe been getting a little rocky and you don't really know who's with you and who's again. Please listen to me. That's because God says in these 10 days of awe, you are to repair every breach in your life. That means every person that you don't talk to because they stole your 750. God says you are to go and you are to make sure there is no unforgiveness in your heart whatsoever. And so some of you need to call your mama. Some of you need to call your daddy. So if they gone, some of you just need to pray, Lord, I release them for what they did to me. Listen to me. Whatever unforgiveness is in your heart, God says during this season, these 10 days of awe, you must release it. Because here's why. Because God says on the 22nd, that's when I make judgment concerning the next year. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And God says, if you walk into this new spiritual year with unforgiveness in your heart, you ain't going to get nothing but frustrated. It won't be a year of release for you. In fact, you'll find yourself in more debt than you've ever been in. Because God says, I don't pl-. please. understand. That's why the body of Christ goes through cycles. I'm sick and tired of seeing people that say they love God and got the victory going through abusive cycles. I'm sick and tired of women in churches being abused. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the church being sick and tired. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll make some changes. God says through these 10 days of awe, you are to repent and there is to be no leaven in your camp. Leaven means anything uneasy. That means if you've got unforgiveness towards somebody, I don't care what they did to you, you release it. Matter of fact, some of y'all need to write letters as soon as you get home and name folks and make a standard forgiveness letter and sign it and send it. I'm telling you because I don't know about you but I'm not going to miss what God's got for me in this new season. So you can either come with me or you can stay. Are y'all with me? Now, uh, through that, are y'all still with me today? Uh, Through that, those 10 days of awe, uh, uh, we fast. Somebody say fast. Uh, now, we fast on the 16th, not the 13th, which is the actual day. And that's simply because the scripture says you are to never to fast on a Saturday, on a Sabbath. So you fast that Sunday. Okay? Now you say, well, the, the, the day is on a Thursday. Well, Hebrew days begin the evening of... So it begins the evening of the 13th and ends the evening of that Friday. Well, that means it would go into Saturday. So all that means for us is we don't fast Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. We fast Sunday the 16th. So that's next Sunday. So we'll be fasting together next Sunday. Does that make some sense? Now, again, when you're fasting, if you, if you slip up and you got to have you a double cheeseburger, it's okay. Just move on from there. If you can't start with a whole day, it's okay. Don't let nobody condemn you. You know, you ain't going to get the full blessing because you didn't full fast. No. Please understand. God is all about the motive of your heart. Does that make some sense? You know, folks, you just say God knows my heart. He does know your heart. Are y'all with me? We fast the 16th. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you something in just a minute that, uh, that, that just going to blow your mind. Now, through that, uh, 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 it is called the fast uh, of Jedalia. Say Jedalia. Uh, that means that on the 16th, we fast from that sun up to that sun down. It's not the complete day. All right. I'm giving you some practical instructions. I know I ain't preaching. I'm going I'm to preach at you in just a minute. All right. Now, during that day, you are to read these scriptures with your family. Are you ready? This is all lined out there. I don't have time to go through verse by verse, but this is what you're to do. Psalms 118 with your family and if you're not taking notes I trust that you're going to be getting the cd because you want to have a good year of release amen psalms 121 and psalms 130 on that 16th you and your family are to come together and these are the scriptures you are to read and meditate on because it marks what God's getting ready to do in this new year for you are you with me now, uh, in that, and I'll talk about the shofar, the, the, the Feast of Trumpets is actually talking about the shofar. In other words, the shofar is a ram's horn. Anybody ever heard of a shofar? It is intended to awaken the listener from their slumber. Please understand, you've been sleeping on your talent and gift. Miss Fields' cookies don't ca- t- taste half as good as yours, but you've been sleeping on it. Somebody brought me some breakfast yesterday. I said, they need to open their own Cracker Bell because this is the best breakfast I've ate in my life. Some smoked sausage and some grits. and some. Man, please understand, you're sleeping on your gift. And so the Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, is to awaken you from sleeping. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Now today for us, we may not have the ram's horn, but what we do have is our mouth. And so at the end of service, we're going to welcome the new year through a shout. Amen. Just practice. Let me hear you practice. Now, you may say, well, I don't believe in all of that shouting. I'm too sophisticated for that. Okay. We'll see how your year goes. <laughs> Amen. I'm just being, I'm giving you a hard time. Amen. Okay. Now, the 10 days of repentance that follow that, that means that you are, it's a time of forgiveness. Does that make some sense? Husbands and wives forgive each other. Who cares whose feet was really stinking? Forgive them. And just change the sheets every day. It's very, very simple. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Now, God says, I don't make my decision about your new year until the 22nd, which is Yom Kippur of the Day of Atonement. I'm going to teach you about that next week. And if you've never heard this, I encourage you to come back so you can hear it. And then I'm going to get back into some regular preaching over the next few weeks. But I just need to get us prepared. Amen? Because look at somebody and say, this is my year for real. For, I'm serious about this. I, I'm so serious. You, you don't even know. Watch this. Watch this. God says, I make my judgment about that there. Now, notice in Deuteronomy chapter 15, the Bible says that uh, uh, it's, uh, I call it the revelation of it. God says that whatever specific thing you owe, you won't owe that specific amount. So for some people in the year of release, entire debts may be expunged. I said, y'all don't even know the to shout. That was the good part. But for some people, they may reduce the, the amount that you owe. Okay, and some of y'all don't even believe me, so I'm going to give you a testimony. I got a call yesterday from a friend of mine uh, in Texas, and uh, his mortgage company contacted him out of the blue. Somebody say the year release. And he got a jump start, so I said, well, that must mean I'm next. What's this? He, said, he said his mortgage company contacted him out of the blue, reduced his mortgage by $8,000. So if you can celebrate somebody else's, God says, I'll get you yours. Uh huh. They reduced his interest rate by 2.88%, which is a savings of, he got a nice house, which is a savings of $400 per month. Look, you want the best part? And he ain't got no payment until November 1st. Somebody say the year of release. Now watch this. Watch this. Now here's the part. Here's where I got to take us. Are y'all still with me? I'm done. There's only four things that can stop you. You ready? I'm going to go fast because I'm out of time. You ready? Uh, And you got to be determined to see these things. And when you see them, you got to cut them off. Because if you allow, whatever you allow to live will grow and it will take precedence over you. Y'all ever seen that movie with the plant where the plant grew up and took over the whole shop and was eating folk? Little shop of plants. What is it? Little shop of whores. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I don't want no little shop of whores. I don't want that. Now, four things that can stop you. You ready for them? The first thing is the thief. Now, I'm getting to make an announcement to you. uh, uh, The thief is not your spouse. Okay, I just said something right there. And, And let me just help married couples. Can I just help married couples real quick? You've got to learn which negative qualities to overlook. You're not perfect, and so it's foolish for you to think that the person you're married to is going to be perfect. And if you're dating, it's the same thing. Stop looking for perfection because you ain't going to get nothing but frustrated. So maybe their feet ain't the nicest looking. That's okay. Make them wear socks around the house. Uh, Y'all ain't talking to me. You've got to learn which qualities to overlook. Please understand, that's how longevity comes and loyalty comes. When you say, listen, I know they know don't know how to do that, so that's okay. I'm going to overlook that. There was a story about, about Donald Trump, and they said, Donald Trump, why, why does your staff stay with you? How come you have people that stay with you so long? And he says, because I knew I knew which qualities uh, 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 or bad qualities to overlook. I knew this one wasn't good at that, but I didn't fire them because of that. I just made sure they didn't do that. With children, stop trying to make them be perfect. Let them be who they are. And please understand, if you train them up in the way they should go, when they get older, something going to come, and the Holy Ghost will get behind them and say, listen, stop doing that. Get over here. Right. Go to sleep. Stop being up all night worried about your kids. I'm just worried. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they're at. Go to sleep. They got an answer to God. And please understand, his whooping is way worse than your whooping. Right. Okay, ain't nobody saying nothing. Bishop, do you advocate beating kids? Well, no. You do what works for your family. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Now, uh, and let me also say this about spouses real quick. Um, couples, if you don't minister to your spouse's needs, somebody else will. Yeah. I'm done. I got three more things. I got three more points I got to say very quickly. Does that make some sense? Yeah. Women, it is important that you minister to your husband's needs, and husbands, it's important that you minister to their needs. Because somebody going to get to ministering. Okay, all right. Okay. And so if you don't know what their needs are, you need to ask them. What you need? What you want? How many husbands know your your wife's favorite color? Okay. Now, see, I'm out the box. I'm going to call you that. No, I'm just (laughs) just messing. I'm just messing. I don't have time, all right? The thief can take it. The thief comes not but to. Watch that. Those are those people I told you about that come to subtract and those people that come to divide. That's the thief. Can I make an announcement to you? The devil himself, that ain't the devil. That's people allowing themselves to be used in your life. And please understand, Judas's purpose in Jesus' life was to betray him. That was Judas' purpose. Uh, y'all did hear what I just said. So you got to be able to discern somebody's purpose in your life. Thank God for that person that treated you bad. That was their purpose. Right. Right. Second thing, second thing, or, or excuse me, connected to that, connected to that rather. Uh, uh, the thief can be people. The thief can be things. The thief can be fears. What are you fear doing that it always grips you and stops you from moving forward? You, you, you fear talking in front of groups of people or you fear talking to mama nim or you fear talking to your cousin or you fear going over here because of what somebody going to say. Please understand fear is a thief. All right. Self-judgment is a thief. Well, I'm not good enough to do that because I made some mistakes. Y'all know what I'm about to say. Let the redeemed of the Lord say. So what? I made some mistakes. If God's forgiven me, according to First John 1, 9, if he's forgiven me, then he forgot about it. Ain't no sense in me remembering. Right. Now, the devil, he remembering. He'll come to my, Well, you know, you really can't be doing this because you need please understand. Let the Redeemer, of the Lord say. Lord. When somebody try to remind you of your past. Just say. Lord. And get an attitude with it, too. So. Get out of my face. The last thief is your mouth. Your mouth can be a thief. God can have great things prepared. You know the children of Israel missed the promised land because of what they said. They didn't actually do anything. They set their heart to do it. Remember, your thoughts determines the words you speak, and the words you speak determine the manifestation in your life. The Bible says that they thought to themselves, let us go back to Egypt. And then somebody, Dathan, came out and said it. Well, you brought us out here to die. We're going to die. And God says, fine, then you'll have exactly what you said you're going to have. Stop saying I'm broke. Stop saying I'm not going to be this. Stop saying nothing works out for me. Stop saying I'm always that. Stop saying that because that's why it's that way. And let me say this. You can't just start speaking positive one week and expect all the mess you didn't spoke over the last eight years to clear up. You got to reap what you've sown. But here's, can I get your sword cut? Say, Lord, forgive me for all the foolishness I've spoken and I cancel the power of it out right now. matter of fact, you ought to just shout that out. And I cancel the power of it. Every time I said I was broke, I cancel the power of that. Every time I said I was never going to be the head, I cancel the power of that. Every time I, y'all ain't saying nothing, I cancel the power of that. Your mouth. It's just that simple. You ain't even got to, I ain't even got to grease you down. It's just that simple. So everything negative you said, if you just spoke that, is done away with. Oh, y'all, okay, I got to move. I'm out of time. Next thing is delayed obedience, delayed obedience Four things. That was all the thief. The next thing is delayed obedience, delayed obedience. Saul, and we use this scripture and most people use it out of context. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Saul, God told the the Saul, he said, go and I want you to destroy that kingdom. And I want you to destroy everything, destroy the people, destroy the animals. Don't keep nothing. And what Saul did was Saul kept some stuff. And Saul said, well, Lord, and God asked him about it, and it's right there in in Kings, if you look, and and God asked him about it, or Samuel, rather, and, and God asked him about it, and God said to him, why did you do this? And he said, well, Lord, I thought that I would sacrifice these things to you as an offering, but God said, that ain't what I told you to do, and so you thought you knew more than me, and God says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Remember, I told you a few weeks ago, good idea don't mean a God idea next week I'm going to talk about how you hear the voice of God some of us we don't really know what God sounds like and so I'm gonna talk to you about that next week and Yom Kippur does that make some sense uh please understand this if you try to negotiate with God you'll always lose and I know I'm out of time can I can I finish the last point oh and some of y'all ain't said that some of y'all looking like no uh please understand if we try to negotiate with God we will always lose So if God says, I want you to go down the street, turn right on this street, go straight, move to the left. Well, Lord, but if I just took the highway, God says, if you negotiate with me, you will lose everything. Saul, after Saul disobeyed God, Saul said, I'm sorry I even made you the king. Now, it's one thing if your daddy tells you that. It's another thing if your daddy's daddy, (laughs) the father of the world, tells you that. Last thing, I'm done. Uh, uh, Or two more things. Real quick. Uh, Impatience. if you do not wait on God and you try to go make something happen, you will have an Ishmael as opposed to an Isaac. Just wait. Look at somebody and say, just wait. If the money ain't there yet, don't talk about I'm stepping out on faith, writing checks that you know going to bounce. That ain't faith. That's called bad stewardship. And it ain't a miracle if they put extra money in your account. That's a shame. Because you shouldn't have wrote the check in the first place if you knew the money wasn't there. Right. I know do a lot of want to preach that about the Christ today because we just want to live by faith. Okay, when you get your hundred fifty dollars in NSF fees, we'll see. Okay, faith that. Somebody say wisdom wisdom all right when you have impatience what happened and you know the story you know the story God says I'm gonna give you a child and so they didn't see the child manifesting and so Sarah said well why don't you come over here and take this take this maid servant of mine uh, Abraham and y'all going in there and have a baby because apparently God you know he must have been telling stories and maybe God got confused or something please understand if it happens in God's time it will happen the perfect way You'll walk right into the blessing. You'll walk right into what you need. But when you try to rush it, you will have an Ishmael. And can I tell you the secret about an Ishmael? Do you know that Isaac and Ishmael are still fighting today? Right. Ishmaelites were the the Arab people, or the people that are modern day Muslims. Isaac was the was the father of the modern day Jewish people. They still fighting today because they were impatient five thousand years ago. Right. Okay, I just said something, but I got to move on on time to dig into it. Last thing is pride. Pride will stop you from experiencing the year of release. Pride is rooted in shame. The devil was ashamed that he was not as good as God, and so he got prideful about it. Some of the most prideful people are the people that are hurting. And men really, men, please understand a minute. I may call you down and and grease you up real good. But men deal with this pride issue a lot because men feel like they got to be macho, and I'm a man. I don't cry. She can't shoot me crying. I'm a man. And they feel a pride and they're hurting because of something grandma did 30 years ago. Pride will stop you because your pride will get in the way of what God told you to do. God will say, go ask this person for the money. Well, Lord, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh, because I'm this and that. I got a badge on in the church. And your pride will let you sit there and have nothing but another normal year. Hallelujah. Everybody stand on your feet. I'm done. I'm out of time. I was out of time a half hour ago.